When I was a kid growing up and I'd go to church on Sundays down the shore uh, with, with my father, he's the one who took those days, um, my mother had not yet been converted. She was a very uh, strong Italian Catholic, but um, her Sundays were devoted to cooking because when they came home from church, you got to eat. So my cousins, my uncle, my father and brother and so on, we all go to church and come back and have a feast. Typical Sunday, but feast. Then eventually things changed and the church uh, promulgated the Sunday evening masses and the Saturday evening masses. And my mother got converted. She came back to church on a Sunday. Um, she was never away from church. She was always close to it because she brought us into it and showed, showed us how to live the, the faith. So when I would go to church and I would hear this particular uh, parable, any parable about Jesus planting seeds and fishing, I used to think that the church put those readings during the summer because that's what people did during the summer. You went on the shore, you went on a boat, you played by the seaside, and those of us who did so would plant seeds. Would plant, and I would, my grandmother, my father, and I definitely early spring we plant our seeds, we plant our, our mint and our basilico and tomatoes and all that, and watch them grow. So we we knew how to take care of the soil. My grandmother would put fertilizers, and my father would chop up. He smoked cigars, chop up his cigars at the end of the week and use that as fertilizer. So I don't know if they all worked, but we had good fruit. So when I would hear this kind of a parable, I said, isn't it interesting that the church was wise enough to throw the parables of Jesus at the shore or seed planting during the summer? Because then we can go home and, and put them into action, realize how, how effective the words of the Gospels were. I was wrong. The church did not put those, these readings during the summer for the sake of the summer fest. It didn't happen. Okay? The, as you know, the, the, the way the lectionary is composed, it's composed in a three-year cycle, and where these readings fall in the three-year cycle have nothing to do with the weather, the, the calendar year. It's the liturgical year. So we're on a roll now with Matthew's Gospel, Matthew likes to tell parables. He shouldn't say that. I should say Mike, Matthew liked to record the parables and save the parables of Jesus. Now, I don't know where you stand and where the church stands on this new movie that's out, The Chosen. It's a television series. And in it, the character who plays Matthew is unique. He's autistic. So he's on the spectrum, uh, which gives him a certain gift and a certain uh, lack of connection with people. But he's, he's very, very bright, and he, he's organized. And in the parable of the, the, in The Chosen, it shows Matthew watching Jesus and taking out his little notebook and, and writing things down. And you think about that, I wasn't there. Did that how it, is that how it happened? I don't know. Is that how the creator of The Chosen put it, made it happen? Yes, it doesn't matter. It happened that Matthew kept notes, and Matthew likes Jesus' parables. And Matthew also was an, a Jew who was regarded as an outsider because he was also a tax collector. So he was very bright and kind of wealthy. So he knew what he was doing as he gave us these documents. Did he know he was making the gospel? 
he was writing good news, in other words, the gospel, so that you and I today in the 21st century could appreciate almost by being there. I mean, here at Roosevelt Island, we have the water right out outside our window. So you can imagine Jesus standing there and people gathering around him, the little boat goes out a little further so he can reach all of us, and he's preaching without a microphone. Thank God we have microphones. But today's parable has nothing to do with the weather, the season. It has to do with being planted correctly. My grandmother had a large garden. It was in the cities, Jersey City, so it wasn't huge, but it was a large garden. And backed up against the garden, there was a wall. And the wall was a stable. And every spring, my grandmother would say, oh, you've got to go see Giacomo. And I said, oh, Grandma, I don't want to go see Giacomo. Oh, you got it. You, you pay, pay fiori, pay tomatoes. To all. You, you have to go because we need to plant flowers and tomatoes and basil. And without Giacomo's help, we can't do that. Okay, Grandma. So I would get a little wagon, go around to Giacomo's stable, and scoop manure into the basket. I, big what do you call burlap bags, open them up. He was very generous. Take all you want, he said. Yeah, thank you very much. We filled it up each time, went around the corner, brought them to Grandma, and she said, now we got to put it down. So we spread manure. Now this is important because without the proper amount of manure, and whatever manure means to you in life, and I'm not talking about excrement. I'm talking about, I'm going to use the same word, the crap that we all go through in life. Whether it's a storm, whether it's an illness, whether it's a, a, a marital issue, we all go through certain amount of manure in our lives that we don't want to go through. But as we look at the gardens, we realize without that, the gardens would grow a lot less weak, a lot a lot more weak. They would not grow as well. They would not flower. They would not produce. They would not spread their seed. So manure is really important in the garden, and we can certainly appreciate it with the right attitude in our lives, the ups and downs of life. Things are not always tough. They're not always great, but balanced. So Jesus gets into our heads. He's unbelievable. And he says, I want to give you a story about a man spreading seed. And you are not the seed, you are the soil. All of us. How do we take the word of God? Metaphorically, a seed. How do we take, how do we receive the word of God? And he gives us these beautiful examples, and in other places he's explained them a great deal. If the seed falls on, I'll just read it, on a path, you know what happens. You walk on it, and it blows away, and that's it. That, that seed was lost. Because some seeds are scattered like this. That's when um, my godchild's grandfather used to help at my garden. He taught me early spring, late winter, um, how to plant grass seed. He said, you, 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 you throw it in, you get it out of the bag, you throw it with a nice sort of 
wave to your arm, so it scatters all over the soil. In my garden, there was no path, so we were spared there. But if the soil is going to be there and it blows away, the seed's not going to grow. He's <laughs> cute. Some of it, Jesus' analogies, fell on rocky ground. Well, you can imagine. Again, walk outside. Imagine you're planting seed and some of it fell on the sidewalk. Maybe a bird will get it, but it's not going to grow. Some of it was scorched because it fell on shallow ground. And it just died because of lack of roots. Some, of, some fell among thorns. Again, I'm just repeating. I, I, I don't like to do this, you know, repeat everything Jesus just said. But, but it's important for our, our homily and the, and the direction of our homily today. Thorns, trouble, aggravation, war, terrible neighbors. That's the thorns of our lives. And then there are the followers of Jesus. And when he plants his seed in us as fertile ground, people who believe in Jesus, who know Jesus, who want to emulate Jesus, people who want to put it together, put Jesus' mission in our lives together and apply it to the world, to our families, to our relationships with one another. Good soil. Jesus is not calling this dirt, but we are good soil. Don't forget, the word humility comes from the word humus, which means dirt. So the more humble we are, the more dirt-like we are, but the more we're created in God's image. So we provide God good soil. Now, what's good soil? Well, good soil is, is realism, first of all. It's pouring outside right now, okay? Some of you had umbrellas and came to church. Some of you, you ran between the drops. Some of you got dropped off by car, so did I. And some of us got stuck, like Nancy did, with her wheelchair, and she couldn't even come up because the elevator is not working. But Nancy's reaction to Jerry when he went down was, tell Father Lou to pray for me because I can't come to Mass today. Her soil, the personality, is fertile. She's not saying, oh, I can't come to Mass, you know, blank, 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 rain, you know, the devil's preventing me from coming to church. No, she's very faithful, and you see her. She sits right here in that wheelchair with her little breathing tube. I mean, talk about manure. She has a load of it in her life from the outside, if we look at it that way. She doesn't. She's fertile soil. I'm giving our homily over to a person who's a member of our community, but only because it's been inspired by the scriptures themselves. And where are we? Are we rocky ground? Are we going uh, to hear the word of God? I'll see you next week again. And, you know, maybe I'll watch. Oh, this is just it. Yesterday I had a, uh, a reunion of the class I taught in Camden, New Jersey. It was Cathedral Academy. It was a wonderful experience. I was only there a year. But it was a wonderful experience. So we had a reunion, and I went. And of course, all the, the girls were no longer girls. They were women. They were, that's a good 50 years ago. So they're all grown up. And so many of them have kept in touch with them, but they're with their married names, that I don't know who they were when they first became my you know, friends on Facebook or follow me on Friends of the Word. But yesterday, 
many of them came. Oh, I, I, I attend Mass with you every week. As you really do, right? You're here in South Jersey. Oh, yeah, we put you on. We, we're friends of the word. We're with you every week. And we gather, and, and, and there's a spot. There's, she said, um, one group said, um, we don't gather at Mass. We gather in my home for cappuccino and skirty. So we put the YouTube station on, and we have anytime we want, and, can, and we bring up skirty. So we have cappuccino with skirty, okay? Thinking where the word went, how various people react to the word. Forget that I was involved with it, but God's word. Whether you're going to go on TV, listen and, and watch God's word because it's, you're incapable of coming to the building, the church, and gathering. Or whether there's, there's an accident, or whether you're in a wheelchair and it's pouring outside. What kind of ground, what kind of soil am I? When the word comes to me, we all have to ask, what am I providing? Am I choking the word with the anxieties that I have in life and say, God, you're not helping me. Get out of my life. Don't, don't give me that God stuff. You've heard it. Because the anxieties of life have choked some people. When God's word comes to us and, and we're all hyper, oh, nice. And, and this happened here not too long ago. A young woman came to church and she knew the church before I came. I was, I'm only here three years or so. And she said, oh, I'm finally coming back. I'm really nice. And, and, and I, I went online. I saw your homily. And I got all enthusiastic about coming back to church. I said, oh, that's great. And she came back. And, and she read that day. It was, it was a morning during the weekday. And she read. I said, okay, good. I said, we'll put you on the schedule. Never heard from her again. I don't know where. I don't know what happened. I don't know what, quote, choked her. I don't know where the word fell in her, but it certainly is reminiscent of when the seed falls because of the good weather, it sprouts right away and then dies out because it has no roots. See, we, th th this is not like ice cream religion. This is not a fluff on, on, on top of a cake. This is honestly blood and guts faith in Jesus Christ. And we can't just feel good coming to church. I hope you do. But that's not the reason we come to church. If it nourishes my soul, good. And it makes me carry that message to other people through my living, through my life, good, great. But if I come to church because I want to feel good, what well, the hell? You know, it ain't going to work. There are some churches that do that. But we're not a feel-good church. I hope you do feel good when you come here. I hope you do realize that all of us, that when we get touched by Jesus in the Eucharist, we have God within us. And when we hear his word in the Holy Scriptures, he's in our hearts. Do I provide enough fertile ground? Do I apply my faith when I'm shopping, when I'm walking in the rain, when I'm tr driving in traffic, when, when I'm having conflict with my family? Do I apply the word of God? Do I let it root in me? And do I let it flourish through my actions? The fruit is what Jesus talks about. Some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred and sixty and thirtyfold. Well, what are our fruits? We're called to be fertile soil, accepting the word of God and producing fruit. And I don't mean apples and pears and peaches. I mean love and kindness and forgiveness. And patience. Oh, my don't know me. That's a, 
That's a big one. There are so many aspects of our lives that we just let go by the wayside. When we have the opportunity to take in the Word of God and let it scrounge around in my head, let it find a place, let me think about it, let me meditate on it. And all of this, you know, will only be improved by prayer. Prayer is the constant maintenance of the garden. Prayer is a bit of fertilizer, a bit of sun, a bit of soil, a bit of rain. That's prayer. Not just once in a while. You don't put a seed in and say, okay, it's all in God's hands. No, 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 no. We put the seed in, we take care of it, we weed around it. Think of all the things that this means to us as a Christian. How many things we have to root away from in our lives. Bad influences, what we used to call near occasions of sin. Weeds, they're, they're weeds. And I have to ask myself, is my soil, my acceptance of God, fertile? Is my soil prepared to bring Jesus in? Test it in the worst conditions. Test it when manure is up to here. Whether it's a fight with my relative, being hurt on public media, being insulted, and God forbid, being the one who insults. That's weeds. That's garbage for the Christian. Is my soil, every one of us has to ask this, fertile enough to accept and reproduce a hundredfold God's love.